Welcome to another edition of Jazz Is Not What You Think. Before we get started, please be sure to share, comment, and subscribe to our Jazz Is Not What You Think podcasts. This will ensure that we continue these conversations for your listening pleasure. Also, while you're listening to the podcast, log on to jazzes.com, J-A-Z-Z-I-Z.com, to check out what other podcasts we have, the latest news and events in the jazz world, and even to subscribe to Jazz's Magazine. For this episode of Jazz Is Not What You Think, my guests are Richard and Mika Stoltzman. You may know Richard Stoltzman from the classical world. Some people know him from his folk and world projects, and he's done a bit of jazz as well. We're also here with Mika, Richard's wife, also a very accomplished musician, who will talk about her recordings and artists that she's performed with. And despite all Richard's academics and faculty appointments, you'll notice that he does not like to be called an academician. He doesn't even like saying it. I hope you enjoy this episode of Jazz Is Not What You Think. to an artist and I find that rare because not only are you an academician which sometimes can be a little bit um, elitist but you're a crossover artist you manage <laughs> you manage to reach out to jazz and classical and pop how did you manage to do all of those things Easy, easy. I, I, I don't know when you say academician. I, I, I went to school, if that's what you mean. I went to uh, public schools. And, uh, you know, uh, by the time I got to Ohio State, I knew that my uh, dream that I, I could possibly fulfill would be to be a junior high band director. <laughs> what, you would... I see you're laughing, but that's uh, to me me that was great and that uh, you know i was uh, the people were my people and i understood that idea and i'd been in a marching band myself when i was a little kid and so you know that 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 was it and, and my dad uh, he loved the big bands and uh, you know he was he was happy that i liked music but he wanted me to be a dentist so <laughs> So I, I wasn't thinking about uh, music other than that um, I admired all my band directors. And, and uh, you know, I, I, uh, I, I love playing for people. And the accommodation that you're talking about uh, is not, not me. No. I, I'm sort of a people's guy, people's clarinet player, if you want to say that. And um, I just found out more and more uh, about... Besides, besides band music, I found out about classical music, and uh, and I and I, you know, I I realized uh, it's very deep, and I wanted to go there, but I never stopped uh, listening and and uh, feeling uh, very moved by by improvisation and jazz, and I ended up at a Cal, at Cal Arts where I met Indian uh, musicians and uh, and understood a little bit about what they're doing with music, and I realized this, you know. It's a big world, and, and the clarinet uh, is just a voice, and, and, and you join voices with whomever 
you 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 find I I I didn't know uh, zip about the marimba, and you know <laughs> then I I found I found uh, Mika, and I and I realized whoa, this is a incredible uh, uh, like blend of sounds: the wooden rosewood marimba and the wooden ebony clarinet. And the you know the vibrations of the clarinet and the percussion of the rhythm. So so that that took me in a whole a new direction. That's only been recently in the last like six what six years or something. No, no, like three years. Three years. Well, we've been married for three years. <laughs> Seems like six years. Is that <laughs> the? <laughs> <laughs> you said that. I say that. You said that. The uh, though you know I was really thinking the the. Uh, and this, I promise, is the last thing I'm going to talk about being an academician. Ohio State, Yale, Columbia, New England Conservatory. Um, you you have a double major in music and mathematics. Um, you know, I, I find it fascinating when people are interested in science and music. And I've seen a lot of studies that look at the combination of the two and how people that are very much into music are actually very good at sciences and math. Really? Yeah, yeah. And in fact, there's there's a there's a there's a couple of studies that actually look at those who started playing musical instruments early in grade school, and they looked at, to see where they matriculated uh, academically. And there's a correlation between early child development, spatial reasoning, all kinds of things that we tend not to think about in our everyday life. And kids that got into music early. So maybe you're one yeah, of those kids. I, you know, no, I'm not one of those kids. I was just, I'm just a normal kid. <laughs> a totally normal person. But I think uh, that there is a truth about uh, music and mathematics in that they are both um, in the in the in the deepest sense of the word very pure, very. Uh, uh, you, you know, created by uh, humans to explain something that's that's or not explain, but to reveal something that is miraculous. Uh, with music, the the notation uh, begins to reveal uh, the inside of the soul when you when you improvise or when you interpret Brahms or Beethoven. And with math, the numbers you know, are meaningless until, until they, uh, come to relate to, um, to the, to, to the physical and, uh, the real experience of being in the world, recognizing the harmonies of nature and of the, you know, physical bodies. And, and I think also they're both trying for perfection in a, in a, in a sense, not, not, not exactly perfection. Like we're talking about, you know, uh, 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 correctness, but perfection in in obtaining something in in our lives that um, is beautiful and in in and valuable in itself without without any uh, extra s strings attached. And I think both 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 science and mathematics, especially and music, have those connections that make. Uh, people who enjoy that or, or you know, feel that they 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 gravitate to to those two um, disciplines 
But, uh, you know, I, I'm like I wanted to say, I'm not an academician, but, but I have, you know, learned a lot from people who are, what would you say, academicians, people who are, are, are studying really deeply into, into literature and into science. And um, I think you can apply that in your, in your musical journey. You seem to have a balance. You know, there, uh, one of my teachers once told me that there's this concept of homeostasis, balance in the face of change. You have this balance between different kinds of music, um, classical, jazz, Indian. Um, but at the same time, um, you seem to have the same passion and you put the same amount of love into each. Um, how do you do that? How, how, do, how do you do that when others tried? And if they're a jazz artist and they do classical, then they're thought of as not really being a real classical artist or whether they're a classical artist doing jazz. Well, they're, they're not really, they're, they're, they're attempting it. How do you keep that balance and keep it real? Um, you know, I don't think about balance. I think about breathing mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, my instrument needs, um, breath, which is a basic, uh, uh, concept for the human race. Um, but when I'm breathing, I'm turning the breath in, into sound and that sound in itself doesn't have any, um, uh, any category. Yeah. It's overtones, and that's where I think um, we get messed up. Is when we start uh, thinking that uh, somebody is a quotes jazz or quotes uh, 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 classic Indian or uh, rock or uh, pop or those things are not what people are listening for. People are listening for the contents of the communication that you make with your instrument that's and then the feeling of that that's it that's it's very very simple and basic and um you know i've had enough experiences very fortunate to have enough experiences playing with what people would say are great jazz artists like uh, like eddie uh, gomez and uh, keith jared chick korea and uh richie Byrek and um yeah, Wayne Shorter. And, I, you know, all of these people uh, I, I revered and, and, uh, and I must say almost feared uh, <laughs> when, when we spoke that through music, uh, it, it was it's, it's simply uh, um, romantic, genuine, honest, and... and and how can I say, like, we're just, we're simply musicians, mm -hmm. period. We're not jazz musicians, classical musicians. We're people who are trying to create music. And, and I got that every time I've played. And not, not just with people who are superstars, but, but just, you know, like, uh, I don't know. What do you play? I, I am one of the worst guitarists uh, known to mankind. Well, that, um, I see, but what are you saying that for? Because uh, what, by comparing to what? I, I think this is, a, this is not, you know, music has room for every kind of, of, uh, of person in it. Um, and we, we use music in the wrong way, judging it 
as if it were either a competition or a hierarchy. It's neither. Well, it's funny that you say that because my, my partner is a, uh, a jazz guitarist who trained in classical music uh-huh. um, in California. And he has done crossover classical records. Um, and he's, but he's done a lot of jazz records. Yeah. And you probably have heard of him, uh, Lee Rittenauer. Oh, and, and, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and so what's interesting, and, and I was thinking about that when I was reading up, uh, uh, updating myself on, on what you've done recently. And he's done a couple classical records. Of course, people really know him in the jazz world. But when we think of Richard Stoltzman, we don't think of necessarily jazz or classical. And as you alluded to before, and, and that was a, a really enlightening to hear that it's less about the genre and more about you breathing life into your instrument, uh, regardless of the genre. And I find it fascinating that you've done that with so many great jazz artists, so many great classical artists. And what I've seen with that, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that it has given you an appeal, even though you live here in the United States, outside the United States, with, it seems like your audience is maybe even bigger outside the U.S. Uh, is that a question, or just should I say thank you? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a question. I, 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 I'm thinking that the international appeal that you have, your reputation outside the U.S., it transcends the genre. Well, I tell you, let me tell you a quick story. Some guy uh, loved a concert that I played down in San Diego, and and he uh, afterwards he kept saying, you know, I want to take you uh, to the airport in the morning. I said, no, it's okay. I got I can get a taxi. And he, said, he insisted. So, he, so the reason he wanted to do that was he wanted to like quiz me on why I wasn't more famous. <laughs> it's a funny thing to say, but that's a, he said, you know, like you should be more famous. You should be famous. I mean, he said, you, you're, you're like, you should be like Kenny G. And I said, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm not Kenny G. And, um, you know, thank you very much for being concerned about my career, but, but I'm not concerned about it. I'm only concerned about, uh, connecting and, and uh, so I connected with you, and that's good enough for me. I don't need uh, – I, I, I know what you're after for me, you know, some kind of great worldwide uh, recognition. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's sort of you, – you, with music, especially for me with, with the chamber music and with jazz, you're reaching one person at a time. You're not really... I mean, I know guys play like 10,000 people and, and huge arenas and stuff like that. And, you know, that's powerful and it's also uh, uh, financially great. Right. Um, but you know how it is if you heard your, your partner play in, in, in like your, your kitchen or your living room or something, you, you, you might be touched and, and feel something in a way... Uh, you know that you couldn't in in a, some tremendously you know important famous uh, venue uh, with all the worshippers around sure. listening and you know what I'm saying? Oh no, I totally get it. The, um, the there, there's something about the intimacy. In fact, one of the things that I've been working on, and maybe you can comment on it, and that is the intimacy of a performance you know when when you see a jazz performance let's say so it may be a, a duo a trio um and it may be in an intimate environment um 
which in a big arena, you could not capture the intimacy of not only the performance, but that kind of music. Um, and, and it sometimes gets lost, for instance, at a jazz festival when there is a magnificent trio performance going on, but it's somehow lost in the venue. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I kind of concur with you. Um, I think intimacy is, is like, really, it, if we're talking about intimate, we're sort of talking about person to person. And, and when you see, uh, like, say, a great string quartet, uh, the first reason I ever, ever thought about, uh, not, not the first reason, the first time I ever thought about being in classical music was I remember a friend of mine, he was an oboe player at Ohio State, and, you know, and he was uh, just ragging on me because I wanted to be a junior high band director and I thought that was a great vocation and he said I'm going to take you to this concert you know downtown Columbus okay great so we got tickets and they were right in the front row and like the entire little hall was filled with people with my color hair gray hair <laughs> and I thought what the I don't want to be here this is not my place you know so anyway but then these guys came out. It turned out that they were Juilliard Quartet, which I'd never heard of. And we sat right there in the front row. And they were playing a piece I'd never heard of, Alban Berg's uh, Lyric Suite. And, you know, just in tales and everything. And, but the energy, the, the, the whole, uh, 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 like, I, I can't explain it except that at the end of that performance, I was breathless and I, and I said to myself, secretly i want this i want this kind of feeling i want this kind of of devotion and energy and and sort of almost sacrifice uh, for music and i got that same feeling i remember when my dad took me to her the woody herman band uh, when they were playing in cincinnati when i was in high school and i was you know just sitting there on the grass and 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 you know woody just was a <laughs> one, two one, two, one, two, and then, bang, and then bang, you know, and it's like uh, I was, I was consumed by this uh, fantastic energy. I wouldn't say it was intimate, but I would say it was, it was a, a priceless experience because I was with my dad, yeah. and uh, the two of us were, in a way, intimately enjoying something that was for, you know, I guess for mass consumption, but it was great. And I, I, I'm talking too much, and Mika is going to fall asleep. Here. No, 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 she no, made some okay. no. I, I have some very difficult questions for Mika. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, but, my my he, English is not so good. Well, that that makes two of us. Uh, <laughs> the um, I I was I I noticed Mika that that um, you have recorded played live uh, with like Richard. Some real jazz greats. I mean, Mike Manieri, Steve Gadd, uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, players. And tell me what it was like to play with jazz greats on an instrument that is somehow yeah. <laughs> almost like the stepchild yeah. of the vibraphone. Yeah. So my instrument is so young, you know, instrument, not so grow up, you know, in this music world. Mm -hmm. So I, um, but it's very possibility because no category. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
so then I'm trying many, many things because uh, I love groove music, uh, but I love classical music. So, you know, like just uh, uh, Dick, uh, my husband is role model for me. <laughs> so I wanted to be like uh, Marimba of Richard Stoltzman. <laughs> no, 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 you don't want to be that. No. But tell, tell them about, you. I, I thought this was fascinating when we went um, to get some coaching lessons from Chick uh, at his home, oh, yes. and he said this yes, about him. Yes, this is my dream came true. Chick wrote for me. Sure. Yeah, Marika Group. So we went to his house. So it's, you know, it's, this is uh, like a magical uh, time because he have uh, two marimba. In his house? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Well, I didn't know that. I, 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 yeah, I, I was. I at, don't know. I think. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I was at. Um, I was in Chick's studio uh, a few years back um, oh. when he did his first electric band album. Oh. And being a huge Chick Corea fan for years, oh. I walked into the studio, and oh. the first thing I saw when I walked in the front door yeah. was a full. Uh, floor-to-ceiling mural of the painting that he used for the album Romantic Warrior. Mm. And it, having been a fan of that record, arguably the record that got me into jazz, yeah. um, I, I was starstruck, speechless, and everything else. Uh, Chick, is, Chick is something special. It's almost hard to describe Chick. He is, yes. he, he, he is as supernatural as you get. Yes. So he's, uh, he's told me he loves marimba because marimba is between piano and drums. Huh. Yeah, this is uh, my, you know, like uh, vision too about music. So, um, you know, he have two marimbas and he loves marimba and he knows how to play. So perfect for me. So are you going to do a duet with Chick Corea anytime soon? <laughs> I I love to do, but you know he's so big and busy. But he promised me he wow. writing solo marimba piece for me soon. We're gonna hold him to that promise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, chick. When you when you did your record, uh, yeah. Mika Rimba. Yeah. Was that on uh, Hasao Ebony's label? No. You know, like, uh, because this is uh, my first jazz uh, CD uh -huh. produced by Chick, uh, Steve Gatt. Steve Gatt and, and Eddie yeah. Gomez, too, was on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, uh, like, my test, ah, okay. test album. Well, I, I read, I, I have not listened to that record, I have to be honest, but I'm going to go get it as soon as no, I get no. off the phone. Yeah, this is my like test album. I think second album, if you believe, is much more my uh, vision ca came true. Oh, that's great. So, yeah. so yeah. are 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 the two of you working on any new recordings? Yes. Can you tell me about them? Yeah. 
You talk. You're doing no, fine. No, 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 no. Please, please. You're doing fine. No, no. Mika, you're you're doing great. Yeah. So yeah, we, we uh, but it's it's Mika's idea. Uh, it, it, there's a wonderful uh, producer and a, a sensitive uh, musician, Stephen Epstein, um, who I worked with on um, several uh, CDs. Uh, one was with with Yo-Yo and, and Manny acts and and uh, he was he was just a great producer and uh understood sound i think that was the thing to, for me he was he was of course aware of 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 the music closely but he he really uh, appreciated uh the quality of sound he was trying to capture uh so so that was amazing and um then mika found out about this guy and she said i i i wonder if he could Make the marimba sound the way I, I dream, you know. And so she contacted him, and he like right away responded. And uh, we had some lunches and stuff together. And 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 he had never recorded the marimba as a solo instrument, and he was challenged by it. And so we we started. We ha we've already had one session down at the Purchase uh, in, uh, uh, State University. They've got some beautiful halls there that he likes to work in. And um, it's true, he got the sound of Mika's, Mika's sound on the marimba uh, for really the, the, the first time since we've uh, fooled around with recordings and, and listened to other players. And I, 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 I was so surprised because he's engineer and, and, and uh, producer for the, the best uh, oh, yeah. classical uh, musicians and you know I think he's what has he won like the ten Grammys or oh, yeah. something? fourteen Grammys okay fourteen Grammys <laughs> so you know he uh, he doesn't need in my opinion I would say he doesn't need like tr to try to record a marimba and clarinet that's not that's not something but, but he did everything by himself yeah he did yeah. everything by himself took care of everything himself and really. Um, uh, was so aware of what we wanted to get out of our combined sound, and I think uh, we're we've only you know done two days of, of recording, and we've still got two more uh, things yeah. things. Anyway, so what am I? I don't. What am I talking about? Talk, <laughs> talking about your album together. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, well, that you know, Steve is is brilliant, and you know, I think the it, you bring up a, a really interesting point that probably not a, a lot of listeners haven't thought of, but the reproduction of sound, the reproduction of, you know, even the piano as a percussive instrument um, is sometimes uh, with the right engineer, it can make or break a record. Of course, the performance and the artistry uh, is of pinnacle importance. But if you can get that right engineer who gets that just perfect sound and can capture that instrument, it really can make a difference. Yeah, I think that's very, very true. And, and, uh, you know, I was very lucky with RCA then and on them BMG and Sony doing like about 14 crossover records with a great uh, uh, producer, Jeremy Wall, and engineer, Larry Swiss. Wow. And those two guys were, were uh, my, um, it's like we were a trio uh, for making sound. They, they found the most beautiful combination of, of sounds to, for the clarinet to work with, uh, you know, electric keyboards and all kinds of other instrumentations that I never would be playing with. I was used to playing with string quartet or an orchestra. Those sure. were basically, and piano. So, 
this this is people well they don't need to know it but but I think artists know that uh, the this the producer the engineer are almost as important as the 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 composer and the performer yep. they, they've got to be of of a sensitive and perceptive and um almost like a dream level of you know hearing the sound and then trying to hear that the listen right there stand by you hear your sound and then somehow try to figure out how after it goes through these wires and all these other things that it can can emulate that it's very it's yeah. it's almost alchemical yeah and it, it certainly as we know can make a difference so i want to talk about something from the past and then maybe something in the future whatever happened to your uh chamber group tashi oh they they all are still alive i mean you know we, <laughs> we had a, like a 35th uh anniversary tour of the states and um they are uh it, it, they're the same as always. Uh, Peter Serkin, who really founded the group because of his love for Messiaen's music and the quartet for the end of time, is, uh, you know, he's still doing what he, what he always has been doing and playing a lot of uh, uh, piano recitals. And, and he has a partner now. He's doing uh, piano duo things. And Fred Sherry uh, is, a, is the ultimate uh, uh, new music specialist, but that's not enough. He's also the the uh, a passionate uh, recreator of Bach and and uh, and Charles Warren and, and Stravinsky and and he makes each one of those uh, composers uh, connect to to people in such a way that Mika, who had never heard uh, Fred, uh, and I remember she came to a recital he did of of Bach and Warren and and Babbitt and. You know, she was really saying afterwards that you know they all sounded like the same in the sense that they were they all ha it, you didn't disparage one uh, of the other. The, you know, Bach was great, the Warren was great, the Babbitt was great. It, it just so that's in the hands of somebody like Fred, and so he's he's just a beautiful, beautiful musician. And and in fact, because of him. Mika has a piece by John Zorn. We were wandering around the Upper West Side and, and uh, went over to his apartment to just see what's up. And, and he had a quartet there rehearsing uh, a piece that John Zorn was, uh, had written for them. And Mika just, you know, right there on the spot, being her shy little self, said, uh, have you written anything for... Somebody <laughs> <laughs> And why not? And why don't you? And so, so that I was got to, yeah, yeah, yeah. She piece, got it. She got it. Beautiful piece. So Ida, Ida, the uh, violinist, uh, has uh, always been uh, kind of a New York uh, person, and and um, she's she's done wonderful festivals uh, out west, uh, Angel Fire and the Vale, and uh, you know she's just very very. Uh, ideal chamber music musician. So, so she no. invited you and Fred and Chick. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Last yeah, year. last year she, she invited Fred and Chick and me to uh, play a piece with her that, that Chick would write for the quartet, piano, clarinet, cello, and violin, which we played, uh, uh, premiered in Angel Fire. It was great. And Chick, you know, he is just amazing. Because uh, uh, he respects that we're you know chamber mu musicians of a 
relatively high uh, degree. And, and so, you know, he's like working on his chops and, 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 uh, and just living up to everything that makes him s such a special musician. And the audience was thrilled. We were thrilled. And we, and, but still, it was a written down piece. But we didn't know what was going to happen, just like you don't know in any kind of great music making. You know, you don't predict exactly what's going to happen. And, and he did that with this, this concert last, last year. And so those are the Tashi people. And uh, they're still, you know, alive and kicking. And uh, um, he's in Japan yeah. now. Peter's, is he in Japan now? Yeah. Oh, Pete's, Pete's, yeah. In, Pete's in Japan right now. Yeah. Hey, uh, Mika, ha, ha, where did you meet uh, Kazumi Watanabe? Um, you know, I'm, uh, um, I invited him to my festival in my hometown in Japan. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, like a few times I played with him. Yeah, and then yeah. I, I, yeah, you I asked him I, to, to do a, a tour uh, in, in Japan and Korea. Yeah. Uh, which we which we did it was it was yeah. sort of my idea. I mean, in terms of crossover music, thing like that. But he can do anything. Oh, yeah. he's he's wonderful. Uh, yeah. I've I've tried to I, I haven't talked to him in years, but wonderfully talented uh, artist. Not as well known here in the United States, but those who know about Kazumi Watanabe all say, yeah, he's 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 a very special yeah. musician. And the guitar is uh, oh, yeah. really very surprised, Randy. Uh, no, like Steve's band. Guitarist. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, you you uh, you yeah. know, in addition to your awards, Grammy awards, uh, certainly all I, I, the accolades are you know the Sanford Medal from Yale, Avery Fisher Prize. You know, you're inducted into the American Academy of Arts and Sciences. Um, you're also, I understand, a, a, a Cordon Bleu trained pastry chef. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nika, is he a good cook? Yes, he's I'm not. A good no, no, no. He's a very good, <laughs> great pastry chef, like uh, like a professional. Professional. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. she, she, I'm, I'm not. But, <laughs> but we do enjoy food, and and Mika's a great uh, cook when she when she wants to be. But she is totally an improviser. So <laughs> so like every time she makes something, I said, "This is fantastic." She said, "Ah, oh, yeah, I I wish I could make it again, but I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> it was it's in like, the moment. Taking <laughs> solos, uh, but but she'll never play the same solo again. But but I um, I think we, we had a great fun uh, last year. She came up with this idea of of uh, joining with uh, the the best uh, pa a pastry chef for 2015 in Asia. That includes Japan and China and everything. Uh, he has a, a shop in Tokyo, and we uh, somehow cajoled and convinced him to listen to. Um, one of Mika's uh, CDs and pick two tunes and make up two new desserts that he would present in a little concert that we did in, yeah. in Tokyo. And that yeah. was so was, much yeah, fun. I love the marriage of music and food. Yeah, yeah. it's natural. And, yeah. and uh, especially when you can pay total attention to each one separately, <laughs> you know, not have uh, the two going on at the same time. I think it doesn't work, but you can wet your appetite with one and then go to the other. Absolutely. So, you know, in addition to, you know, some of the projects and collaborations you've done with the string quartet and the American string quartet, I know a guitarist, Elliot Fisk, your son, you, Peter John. Um, yeah. Tell me about that 
performance collaboration? Yeah. Well, I just love Peter John and, and, um, you know, he grew up in this sort of a classical family, his mom's violin player and dad, you know, classical clarinet and, um, trying to get him, uh, to love, uh, uh, the piano and he does, but he was very, um, having a hard time with, uh, the, the 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 sort of the rigors of the classical music and his uh, one of his piano teachers finally said you know Peter's a great uh, young boy but he's going to give it up unless he you can find somebody who can work with him and improvise with him and so we did we were very lucky with Joe Mulholland here in mm-hmm. Boston and then um, uh, he found a, a great teacher uh, Charlie Banakis. And uh, uh, in the, on the North Shore, and um, working with uh, improvisation gave him the way to express himself and not be uh, his father's uh, <laughs> uh, under his father's um, shadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, what I realized uh, the first time I played with him, which is quite a long, long time ago, before he was even a teenager, uh, was that uh, he he listened to me and he breathed with me. Mm-hmm. So that I, the idea usually, in, especially in classical music, you cue each other, you do motions, visual things to, to make, the, make the performance tight and, and make things work and flow and so forth. I never had to look at Peter John ever. All I had to do is breathe, and he was he was right with me. And also, uh, he knows that I like to explore the the softer part of the uh, sonorities, and he developed that with his sound on on the piano. So it's been very uh, great re- uh, relationship for me uh, to work with him, and and. Um, uh, when he plays uh, things like the Bernstein Sonata or Debussy Rhapsody or Poulenc Sonata uh, or some Bach that we've done, he um, approaches it, or not even consciously, but because of his ear and how he listens to chord changes, he plays uh, uh, sonorities of Debussy or uh, Bernstein or whatever uh, with the voicings that... I didn't. I didn't know existed. I mean, he's sensitive to that in the way that a jazz musician is, and he's also has a different feel for. Meek always calls it groove, and I would call it um, uh, the time. Uh, so, so you know, almost all the pieces that we play of the classical genre either have a metronome mark or a, a specific tempo indication and uh, he understands that but he is also able to lift me along on a, on a, on a sort of improvised flow of time that uh, has opened me up uh, in my plane and I, um, I think the main thing I love about Peter John is he's got such a generosity on the stage um, and uh, 
he could blow me right off the stage if he wanted to. <laughs> but uh, he he stays um, he stays in that moment of creating the music together, and and together we play in an ensemble, and it's um, it's very gratifying. It's uh, very lucky. That's great. Oh, that's beautiful to hear. The um, so I know that Mika her 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 wish is to to perform with Chick Corea of, of all the artists you perform with of ones that you hadn't performed with, who would be someone who you'd love to collaborate with? I've been very fortunate, you know, I sure played, have. I've played with uh, everybody from R Rudolf Serkin to Mieczysław Horshavsky. And I'm thinking now about piano primarily, uh -huh. uh, Richard Good, uh, you know, Simone Dinnerstein recently and uh, and great uh, recitals with um, um, uh, Mika, who lives across the street from Fred. You know, he played at the he played at the at the Poisson Rouge. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he just won a Maca uh, MacArthur. The, 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 you know what I'm talking about? No, you don't. Know. No, um, uh, it's he's. This is great. I, well, anyway, you're asking me about people I haven't played you with. You haven't played with. Hey, I'll make it easier. A jazz artist that you'd like to collaborate with. Oh, jazz artists that I'd like to collaborate with. Oh, man. Well, you know, I, I so wish I could have uh, played with, uh, with uh, um, Shirley Horn. Ah. I unbelievable sound and feeling of space in her her recordings and I just fell in love with the way she makes music and also the people that she chooses to to work with and orchestrators like what's a guy that oh got a wonderful orchestration of uh, uh, anyway uh, so that that's a person I wish uh, her and also Blossom Deary <laughs> favorite I wish I could have you know just played one little piece with them but it just i didn't tr of course i didn't even try i didn't even like connect at all but but um those are two people um jeremy dank jeremy dank jeremy dank jeremy dank wow yeah so so he's great but a, a person that i would love to play with now there's got to be you know um i you know most most of jazz people i i i want to play with them and if I get their records I do play with them you know <laughs> play along with them right. um, I, I think it boils down to um, for me again not so much technique but sound and when I got to play with Eddie for the first time Eddie Gomez which was now about 30 some years ago I realized that I, yes he's a great jazz player but it, what what singled him out was his sonority, and I have just grown to, you know, imagine that everybody should sound like Eddie Gomez. And uh, so, I, I like Mika says, you get spoiled yep. because you play with a band. And the drum too, yeah, yeah, a drum. So you, it's hard to, you know. I guess maybe I'd, I'd like to play with somebody uh, that I don't know that nobody knows this unknown and that we could form a friendship together through the music, uh, without any, uh, um, uh, overhanging, 
uh, accolades of, you know, this guy is the greatest, whatever they are. But, yeah, I, I, there's so many great jazz with it. I, I, you know, I, I did get to play with Benny Goodman, and that was that was fun because it was he he asked me up to his apartment, and what he wanted to play were were these uh, old Italian duets, you know, clarinet duets. So we played those, and it was super fun. And um, um, I I loved that he was open to um, just uh, 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 you know, it, it, what, there was no criticism or or um, extra musical goal was just to have fun playing the music together. I think that's the people that I haven't played with are, I want to be the people who really just love and enjoy music. And, um, you know, the, the guy who played, uh, the keyboard player, Lyle Mays, wow. oh man, such a beautiful player. I never, never got to play with him. I'm not in his class at all, but I really loved the way, he treated uh, harmonies and and feeling for time and but there everybody you know I, I would say there's almost nobody I wouldn't want to play with well that's 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 interesting because I, I think that you we may have just touched on one of the reasons for your success and that is what you do is often seemed as something that is elitist perfect but the moment and the way you've describe the beauty of music and the relationship between the artists is I think what has makes a lot of music special and certainly your music special. Maybe I can agree with you in the sense that I'm not special but the music is and just last month when I played a, a Mozart concerto for the blankety blank number of times I played with the Tokyo uh, uh, pickup group NHK. actually. Yeah, yeah. pickup group. Mm -hmm. like yeah. Concert master. Yeah. Master was the NHK, NHK guy. Yeah, yeah. And we never met each other before. And talk about, you know, we just, we, we had a rehearsal the night before and then we played the, the gig. And mm -hmm. I, what was great was that I could look at all of these young people who are basically like a third of my age mm -hmm. and feel that they wanted, they wanted to, we wanted to play together this great music. They didn't want to hear me show what I can do. They wanted to be part of what we can do together. And that, uh, so we didn't have a conductor. We just, we played the whole orchestra together. And, and it's, uh, that's the way, you know, that's the way we, we all, we all hope, hope to, to make music, I think. Uh, that's beautiful. Well, Mika, uh, Richard, yes. it was a pleasure yes. talking to you both. Uh, uh, wonderful music, yes. wonderful people. Uh, and I hope we can stay in touch. Yes. So please come to our concert uh, November 5. You um, are our guest. Oh, I'd love to. Is it going to be where? Uh, Carnegie, Carnegie, Carnegie and Weill Hall? Yes. Yeah. And give me the date. Uh, November 5. Okay. Fifth. November yeah. 6. No, no, no five. 5. 5. Okay. Yeah. Well, I am I am Florida based, but I get to New York a lot. Okay. Well, Eddie's uh, gonna Eddie's gonna be yeah. there, and we're playing beautiful work of, uh, with a dancer, yeah. and also oh. uh, great music of Tom McKinley, my yeah. good 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 friend who I wish I could talk. And I could talk in hours. Your piece. Yeah, yeah chicken piece. Piece, that's yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, I hope I uh, thank you for the invite. I hope I can make it, and yeah. let's please stay in touch. Okay. All right. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye.